Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. This is Paige with a super exciting announcement. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has won Best Family Podcast in the Podcasting for Business Awards 2021. What? I'm overwhelmed with joy and gratitude for all of you who have listened and shared episodes and supported me since the launch in April 2020. I'm honored to be in your earbuds and your car radios each week with new episodes about mom life and getting organized and the motivation to just do it all. I've had a blast recording solo episodes with all of the topics you've requested and guest episodes with some pretty epic people. I want to say a special thank you to Lindsay Ann Gould and the incredible podcast team who make me sound a little better with editing and the accountability to keep up with the show week after week. It's my complete joy to share this award with all of you because without your support, I couldn't have done it. Truly, my cup runneth over. Thanks again so much for listening and making this the best family podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible, and sometimes, completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Thanks for joining me for the final episode that's in the Desires of Your Heart series, something that I thought could be a little fun and different than some of the other episodes that we've been doing to branch out. I talk a lot about organizing, and even this month, as we've talked about our hearts and self-care and our personalities and our love languages, 
I have tried to have a little bit of organization threaded through there. But what I do want to talk mostly about today is what I call creating a servant's heart. And not only is that for ourselves, but it's also for our kids, because as busy moms of littles, we know all the responsibility that comes along with parenting and running a household and getting kids to school on time, or these days, <laughs> getting kids to their Zoom calls on time, and all of the things in between. And you know, occasionally we try to have a little bit of a life too, even during a pandemic. I know a lot of you have been doing some fun Zoom happy hours and Zoom mom life calls, and I've been doing that as well. So whatever we can do to stay connected. And that's kind of what I wanna talk about today when it comes to a servant's heart, is really reaching our kids' hearts, connecting with other people in our community, our family and friend circle, and sometimes even total strangers. We may encounter someone on the street. We may, in this situation, as I've started a podcast, encounter someone even virtually that will reach out to me and we will start to have a little virtual friendship going on because we have this mom life connection and sharing some of the things that we're going through with other like-minded mamas out there. Gosh, that's been such a joy for me. It's been so helpful for me. It's been so nice to be able to take what I love, my passion for organizing and helping busy moms and connect with them. Because a lot of times those busy moms who have been listening are saying, you know, in some places I know what I'm doing. I, I feel like I got this on lockdown, but then there are some other areas where I just need a little backup and we all do. And I think when we're offering help to someone, when they're sharing with us that they need a little backup, that is a way of having a servant's heart. And I, have you guys heard that whole, you know, if you find a job or work that you love, it'll never actually feel like a job or work because you automatically are just sharing what you love. That's how I feel about organizing. That's how I feel about this podcast. It lights me up. It gets me so excited. So if you have something in your life that you're really passionate about, it is such a joyful feeling to be able to share that with other people who maybe are lacking that or just need a little boost. And in a lot of ways, I think that that is serving others. So as I was thinking about this desires of your heart series and what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to make sure that while I was encouraging you to think about self-care and making sure you're taking care of yourself, taking into consideration, if we need to purge the clutter from our hearts, when we organize our heart, thinking about what our personalities are really like. I talked about that on the last episode, those four basic temperaments, the otter, the lion, the golden retriever and the beaver. <laughs> Those are a little slow coming to me today. Feeling a little sleepy. And then prior to that, I talked about love languages, the five love languages that Gary Chapman set up for us so that we can learn a lot about ourselves and a lot about others that we care about that we're coming in contact with. So I think taking some of those things that we've learned, and maybe these were concepts that you actually knew from many years ago, both of those ideas of the love languages and the personality traits, those were things that I had worked on years ago. And it was really cool to start thinking about them again now today as, you know, I've, I've become a mom of multiples. Oh, and when I say multiples, I don't mean like twins or triplets. No, I bow down to you moms who have twins and triplets. I'm just talking about more than one child. Because as you know, they start to outnumber you once 
<laughs> you keep adding more to the mix. And if ever there is cause for needing other people to reach out and share their servant's heart with you, it is as you continue to have more children, as you continue to maybe take on pursue things, more goals in your life that are important to you. So I'm just going to ask that today you think about what it is that you feel like God has given you as a gift that you can share with others and you can serve others. Now I mentioned this back on, I think maybe the first episode of Valentine's day when I said that my name is Paige and Paige without the I in it, even with the I it means to serve. And remember I talked about when we would have in the little beauty pageants, we'd have the page who would come forward and that page would, you know, escort us around to get to our places, you know, very gentlemanly. I love that stuff. And that's almost what I think about when I think about having a servant's heart. I think about someone who feels like they were just born to serve and to help others. But that can get a little tricky if you don't always know exactly what it is, kind of hone in on what it is that you feel like God has given you as a gift. And so I just want to advise you today to do something that my sweet friend and coach, Coach Kelly Mobeck, has I talked with me about, gosh, I think it was like in 2015, we sat down and had a little mimosa and had a little mom chat. And I just said, I love teaching but I feel like I want to do something else. In addition to that, I feel like I want to do something more. And she had me write down, basically write down a list of what I love, what I'm good at, things, characteristics that I have that are partly my personality, but just things that I have as a skill set. When she did that, you guys, it blew the doors open for the possibility of actually turning organization into a business and becoming a professional organizer. Had she not stopped me that day and said, let's just jot this down. Let's just write down some of the things that you feel like you're good at and enjoy doing. Because we might be real good at doing the dishes, but we don't really want to make a career out of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you like doing the dishes, I need some tips on how to enjoy it more. Okay. So you got to think about what you could do in the way of serving others because it's something that you actually enjoy doing over and over again. All right. So I wanted to also suggest not only getting the ball rolling on, just thinking about that with you, but also how do we create a servant's heart in our children? I think when we're born, we're born to be selfish beings and I think that's kind of a way that we just survive. You know, I think God created us in that way so that we just can take care of ourselves. We got to look out for number one. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily bad that we're born that way. I think it is a survival skill. And I think as we go through life, again, connecting with each other, having that deeper connection and really thinking, what is my love language? How I receive love and how I give love. And am I giving love in a way that the person I'm giving it to is going to receive it. Well, what is their love language? What is my personality like and how I handle certain situations, the people that I'm coming in contact with, or that could be your children. What are their personalities like and how can we find ways to deeply connect with them and reach their hearts? And so I think that as we're thinking about how we can have our children have a servant's heart, and just be, you know, a kind human, just a good human and want to use their God-given gifts to serve others. Well, I think the first thing we have to do is be a good example. 
And that's why I started with talking about us. What fires you up? What is your skill set? What do you enjoy doing? And how can you use that to serve others? So like I said, my name is Paige and it means to serve. <laughs> if you look it up, that's what it means. And so I feel like my parents, when they named me, they gave me that gift. I've always known that that was what my, what my name meant. And in times it felt like a lot of responsibility, but now I've kind of really embraced it. And I love that it means that because it kind of gives me this idea that God said, Hey, I'm putting you on this earth to serve, not just serve me as your God, but open up your heart and find ways you can serve others. And for a while that was in teaching. I got the cutest kindergarten kids and second grade kids on the planet and just sweethearts. And, you know, I just live for all of the hugs. And then I just felt like I wanted to do a little bit more. And I think that that's okay. I think, you know, even if you have something good, but you feel like you want to do more, that's okay. So if you need a little permission for that, I'm going to grant that for you today and just say, go for it. Why not? My friend, Jessica Killingly, who's also currently my literary agent, she helped me write my book. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, Jessica, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening today, that she said that she has a little post-it note above her computer and every day she sees it and it says something along the lines of what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. What is the worst that could happen? Put yourself out there. I believe that there are tons of blessings that God has for us. And if he keeps putting these things on our heart, that means that we are meant to pursue that. So figure out a way to do that. So as we're creating the servant's heart in ourselves by pursuing what it is that God has given us as a gift, being a good example to our kids is amazing. I kind of keep going back to the whole Jesus thing where he was this king amongst people and he still talks about in the Bible, how he would still wash people's feet. And at the time that was like the lowest form, you know, if you were washing somebody's feet, I mean, a lot of times they either didn't have shoes or they had open sandals that were very dirty and they didn't have cars and they didn't always have, you know, horses and donkeys to ride. And so they were walking everywhere and, you know, they couldn't call an Uber. They couldn't, you know, have their groceries delivered. They couldn't have Amazon drop off a package to them. So they were walking everywhere and they're feet were filthy and calloused. And Jesus just knew that it made sense for him to serve others. And when they came in contact with him, he would lower himself, got his water, got his, you know, whatever it was, anointed oil, and he would wash the feet of people. And, you know, I just, I think about how can we metaphorically serve others, wash the feet of others? How can we take what God has given us and use that to serve others? Even if it is like something that you don't really even feel like would be a, like a fancy thing. So I'm going to tell you something comes to mind. I know this sounds kind of silly. When, <laughs> when I'm in clients' homes and one of the things that I do is I'm putting in organization bins after we've done the big purge and donated their stuff or sold their stuff, then it comes time to actually organize it with the proper bins. And I joke that not a very glamorous side of my job is peeling off the stickiest tags. And you're like, you just sometimes cannot even have a manicure because it just gets chipped away. And you're just like scraping these things and you're like having to get the goo gone and you're having to scrub this off. And you know, it just, it isn't glamorous. 
the pictures turn out great, you know, the afters, but that's just not really the fanciest part of my job. But guess what? That part of my job is necessary because I don't want to pop it up there and have all the stickers and the, you know, how much something costs or whatever on that good old divided lazy Susan that, you know, the turntable that's going to have all your granola bars beautifully displayed when you or the kids need to get them. And so you got to chip away. You got to forget that manicure and you got to chip, chip, chip away at those dumb tags that can really, you know, get to me sometimes if I have a lot of bins I'm putting in place. But I think like this is a way that I am serving my client. I'm not leaving this behind for a client to do. I really want to try to do that to help them really fully complete the project. So those small, tiny gestures add up to the, the total picture and how you can serve people. So I think about for the kids and I think, you know, they really need to be taught at a very young age that they can help out too. What they have to contribute doesn't have to be as good as an adult can do. And sometimes we have to bite our tongues and we just have to be like, oh, that looks great. Good job. You know, baking up your bed or helping put something in the dishwasher or, you know, whatever it is, tidying up something that we ask them to do. It might not look as polished as it would be if we did it, but it's so important to start really young, creating that servant's heart. And, you know, I really think it's super important to say that directly to them. And I say this to my kids all the time. Oh, when they do something for me, I love that servant's heart of yours. That is so kind. Thank you. And, you know, talked about a couple of weeks ago, your love language. If their love language is words of affirmation, that is going to fill them up and fuel them and cause them to want to do that more often because they're getting attention from mom or dad or the teachers or their friends and saying like, oh, that was really cool of you. Thank you. Or, oh, that's so nice. And we need to give them these opportunities to serve if we're trying to have them, you know, create that servant's heart. We got to give them an opportunity to do that. I said chores. So, you know, you can call them whatever you want to do, but just the household duties that need to be done. So often I will go in busy mom's homes. And when it comes to organization, part of my job is actually sitting down and having a little chat with the kids. If what I'm organizing is going to be something that we need to make work for them. If we're working on a homework station, I need to teach them, right? It's a little bit of my teaching background. I need to teach them how to put things back in the right place with the new organization bins. And that can be really fun. You know, I just keep going back to the divided turntable. That can be really fun if they have, you know, their, their arts and crafts that are displayed in a fun, cool little spinning turntable. They love that. Well, I actually just worked with a client recently that she was like, oh, we put that in the pantry and that was so fun. And my little one loved that so much. And now she's deboxing things when we get home from the grocery store and she's taking those granola bars and putting them in there in her little bags of goldfish or crackers. And she loves doing that. That's really fun. Do you think that we could do this at her little art table that she has here in the kitchen? Do you think that she could do this in her playroom? Can we get that set up for her? And I was like, yes, of course. I love that. That mom is investing in organization, sure, but she's investing in her child and creating a servant's heart because now that mom is not going to have to constantly go back through and do all the organizing of her desk and the pantry area and all of that because she's got a little helper. She is making it fun and exciting, putting these things in place and telling her little kiddo, hey, that's so helpful. Thanks. You did a great job with that. And sure, maybe, you know, mom needs to go back behind him and like tidy it up just a little bit, 
but give them these opportunities to have a servant's heart and then comment on it. Let them know. And if you listened to a couple weeks ago and, and you think, oh, I listened to that episode, but words of affirmation, I don't really know if that's my kiddo's thing. Maybe it's quality time. And so maybe you could say to that kiddo when they do something great like that, you can say, you know what? Thank you so much for your sweet servant's heart. I appreciate that. And now I would love to do something for you. What if you and I get to go out and we get to have a nice walk around the block together, just you and me, just the two of us. Or if it's quality time, what if we say, what if you and I pull out our coloring books together and we sit down on the floor or at the table or whatever, and we, we do some coloring together because you know, that's going to lead to like great conversation opening up and they're going to think, Oh, I'm so glad, you know, mom's away from her phone right now. And she's paying attention to me or, you know, mom's not trying to do juggle a million other things that girl, you know, we have to do, we got to multitask because we got a lot of stuff to do, but they're going to feel that one-on-one -on -one connection with you. And all of that is born from knowing what their love language is and serving them in that way, giving them what they need and giving them the opportunity to do something wonderful for you or for themselves or for the family and help out around the house. So I don't want to go into all of the different specific areas because I'm sure, first of all, you're going to know places that they can help out. But I will go back and say, if making the bed is one of the things that's been a struggle and you wish that your kiddos could do that. I did an episode recently, episode 46, go back. That was in January. Listen to that episode, talk with your kids about it and be like, Hey, this is something that I feel like you could help do your part in our family. And we're going to listen to this episode, or you can take, you know, the bits that were helpful for you. One of the things I talked about was not putting a comforter or a flat sheet on my Duke's bed. Instead, I have one fitted sheet and I just have a little basket of a couple blankets. He can pick from the blankets, climb up in bed, cover himself up in the mornings. The blankets are, you know, it's not like falling off the bed. So it doesn't look like a terrible mess. They can, he can shove it over to the side. He can drop it down in that basket. Or if he's feeling super extra helpful that day, then he can fold it himself and he can put it at the end of the bed or he can fold it and put it in the basket. He's getting really good at that. But then there's no pressure around asking him to do this thing perfectly, but he is able to contribute and serve me and our family by keeping the house tidy, keeping his room tidy. And you better believe I'm going to be like, Duke, awesome job, buddy. Thanks so much for that. And I've mentioned too that he's a physical touch kid. And so sometimes that just means scooping him up and giving him a big old squeeze. He loves that and hug him and kiss all over his face and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A million thank yous. You are so helpful. And I appreciate that. I will introduce one thing quickly before we end this super short episode today, because the last ones have been a little lengthy. I want to introduce this one thing that we did when I was a second grade teacher and it totally stuck. I brought it home and the kids love it. We have what we call a rock star jar at our house. And so if you look back and I'll, I'll definitely post it this week as this airs so you can see, but the kids have a chance to earn rock stars at our house. And those are just little marbles. You know, those things that you have in vases and you can drop in the little marbles or like, Oh, taking it old school. Who used to play that game? Michaela or maybe you just called it Kayla. Now all of a sudden I totally want to get that game for my kids. We used to love that, but we'd play Kayla and we'd have those little kind of like little marbles, like flat marbles. It's those little things. So I just got some that were blue, kind of like an aqua color and white. And we have a, we have an urn jar 
And then both Isabel and Duke have their own jars where they can actually, uh, we can drop rock stars down when they do something awesome. And sometimes I get super generous and I'm like, I'm going to give you five rock stars. And sometimes it's just, oh, you earned a rock star for that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing that. These rock stars actually add up to either a mystery surprise, which takes the form of like some fun little, you know, activity or toy or like a new cool book or something like that. Sometimes the mystery surprise takes form of, oh, we're going to go to the aquarium or, oh, we're going to go to the zoo. You know, these days it's a little harder to do that. Oh, we're going to go to the movies, you know, soon, hopefully soon, these things will be opening back up and you can do this. Those are great rewards. Again, if you've got a kid who wants quality time, okay, with you. Those are really fun activities. Maybe it takes the form of, hey, you earned, you know, 20 rock stars and your sister earned 20 rock stars. What if we put those together and we go do something big? I know I told the kids a couple years ago that if we merged their rock stars and they earned 75 rock stars before the summertime, we would take a trip to Disneyland. And they did. And you know, girl, I totally padded that. You know, I made sure that they earned those 75 rock stars so we could all go to Disneyland. But those were high stakes and they knew that they were helping out, you know, just creating that servant's heart, give them any opportunity to help out. I mean, those were the days when those stakes were so high. We were talking Disneyland that they wanted to do anything they could to earn that. And even for you, maybe it's like earning an allowance or something like that. Maybe that's something that you guys are doing at your house. And so you got to make the stakes high if there's something big that you want to go into. And you can keep the stakes a little lower, a little more attainable. If your kiddo maybe is kind of in a place where behavior has become an issue, you know, gosh, with COVID, even the greatest, most well-behaved kids sometimes can be climbing the walls these days. And so giving them an opportunity to earn something for that awesome behavior, for serving others, helping others, getting those rock stars, and then being able to be rewarded. We always say positive behavior gets rewarded at our house. And we also say negative behavior gets consequences. And sometimes they know, hey, I'm going to take a rock star away from you if you don't stop that behavior right now because it's not kind. And sometimes it continues. We take a rock star away. Sometimes we have to take a couple rock stars away. And sometimes when those rock stars go away, they immediately know like, hey, I'm not going to get a mystery surprise. I'm not going to get to go do something fun with mom or dad because I cannot stay focused and get my act together. So I need to pull it together. And these are just great opportunities, again, to really cultivate and create that servant's heart and know that there's something for them to look forward to. You know, sometimes they have to have a little incentive to be helpful. But if we start having them do these little tasks now, these little things now, and they really start feeling how awesome it is to contribute and help and then especially be rewarded for doing those awesome things where they served others, they're going to want to do it more. And then hello, when those teenage years, pre-teenage years, even, I feel like we had a 10 year old, we're in almost like the pre-teenager years. I will straight up tell her, I will say, Hey, we need to make sure we're watching the attitude. You're going to lose some rock stars. You're going to lose some opportunities. You know, you're not going to get to hop on that zoom call with your friends. If we can't adjust that attitude a little bit and she's great. She will completely change that attitude quickly because she knows, you know, I've given her the warning. I've given her that physical thing with that rock star. And she knows that that's going to be taken away. And that just 
you know, pulls it right back in and then she changes that behavior. So these are just some ideas that maybe you want to implement at your house. And I just wanted to mention too, that if you need some additional thoughts and ideas and just a little extra support with this whole mom life thing, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to everythingwithstyle.com and clicked on the services tab under that there are online courses. I actually did one called the online kids course. And if you just click on that link and I'll definitely put it in show notes as well, read a little bit about what the different modules include because they are super helpful things that you can implement in your home with your kids that are specifically about your kids. I talk specifically about the servant's heart. I talk about the rock star jar, but I have so many different things that it's just, you know, we're going to keep it simple today. So definitely check that out. I think it's a great tool just to have in your arsenal. And once you pay for it, you'd like have it for life. You can go back to it as many times as you need to, because sometimes some things are presented and you're not in that phase at that time, but then you're like, Oh, I remember that one thing. Like, for example, one of the things I talk about is shopping with your kids and traveling with your kids. You might not be doing that currently because of the pandemic, but when things start to open up again and you've got these littles, there's some great tips in there. I got to tell you about doing both of those things, planning ahead, prepping ahead, and making that enjoyable so that you can get done with what you need to get done with. You know what I'm saying? All right. So check that out. That'll be in show notes. And we're going to end on that today. Just keep thinking about how you can love on yourself and serve others and check out some of these helpful links that you're going to find in show notes for you and for your kiddos. Because at the end of the day, it makes me so happy to be able to take some of these little ideas that God has placed on my heart and share them with you if it means that that's going to be helpful with your family. So it gives me the greatest joy to be able to chat with you each week, and I appreciate you so much. So thanks for joining me for the entire month of February and talking about the desires of your heart. Hope that these things were helpful, and I look forward to talking with you in March. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.